Marriage Joes are in their studio over in Garland, Texas. Things you think you don't care about is back for season five with brand new guests and fun segments for your entertainment. You're gonna have With the average Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Average Joe's Media. I am the Average Joe Boo. Yo soy es un Average Joe. And we are back for Season 5, Episode... Eight, seven, eight, nine, nine? something like that. So, I mean, when you're having so much fun, who yeah. keeps track? Anyway? Right. Once we passed a hundred, we stop keeping track yep. of of what exactly we're at. We'll figure that up pretty soon. Yeah. We so will. we know when we're getting close to two hundred. I mean, it's kind of like after you turn thirty five. You're thirty five until you turn forty. That's. I agree with that one hundred percent. So today we got a fun little debate. Yes, sir. You know, one's got to go. Uh, there's something that's out of place, or, or it's just maybe it's not out of place per se. Maybe it's one of those uh, kind of like a desert island type of conversation where one of the things on the list you can't take with you. Exactly. Okay? There's only three spots. Yep. And you you have to fill all three spots, and you can't uh, you can't take the fourth. It's yeah. just odd man out, even I mean, though it's an even number. Yeah, it's like you're in a Honda Civic with bucket seats in the back. Yeah. It's you, and you can bring three guests. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Okay, so uh, first we're going to start off pretty simple. We we posted these things on uh, on Facebook. Uh, the average Joe did, and uh, yeah, because nobody wanted to watch that trash game anyway. That's true. Oh my gosh. So uh, so the the first one was about pies. First it, of all, if you're not a pie lover, okay, that's that's not fair. that's not the argument here. Pie over cake or chocolate, like that's not the argument. Just there's four pies. Just four pies. And which pie has got to go? I mean, first of all, Thanksgiving's coming. And Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Pies are a staple at the dinner table or the Thanksgiving spread. Yeah, I mean, nothing says fall. Yeah. Like eating pie. That's, that is correct. I mean, has there ever been a truer statement? I mean, that. Ever said. American pie is fantastic. It is so good. uh, Not German pie, I haven't tasted. So, anyways, all right. Mm. So yeah, red, white, and blue over here. Yeah, Anywho, European we, pies. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've heard some stories, yeah. but uh, uh, what about really. Canadian? Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, tried the poutine. The poutine <laughs> is pretty good. That's probably their pie. So it is. So we digress. Okay. So what? Shout out to gravy. What are the? Want 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 We got to make it back out to okay. Maple Leaf soon. Okay. So uh, we got um, apple apple pie pecan. Chip- Okay, oh, pecan. No, you're good. Apple, pecan, cherry, cherry and pumpkin. pumpkin. Uh, I think I think for apple pie stays. I think it's has to. I think apple pie on that list is probably the most widely liked pie. It's hard not to like apples, and then when you throw cinnamon, like cinnamon and sugar, Ooh. in with the apples, that's generally what happens. Yeah, or a la mode. Right. Throw a little, warm it up, put a little ice cream on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite desserts at El Chico was the fried apple pie that had oh, the cinnamon so sugar vanilla ice cream on it Man. with also the apples wrapped in cinnamon and sugar. I mean, or not wrapped, but like, you know, 
coated, whatever. Uh, fantastic El Chico fried apple pie is phenomenal. I tell you the one thing about El Chico that I love so much uh, was how unique it was and iconic to Garland. I mean, nothing says nice. Garland like El Chico, the Mexican food restaurant. Yep, a mortuary. Yep, and an adult video store, all next door to each other. That's fair. I mean, it's the melting pot, really. It really is. Um, have you ever had a Honeycrisp apple pie or one of those apple pies where they infuse caramel? I have had the infused caramel. That's pretty solid. Pretty good. That's a pretty solid addition. Um, but apple pie's got to stay. Uh, the biggest debate, I think, was between the other three. For sure. Because, listen, I think that, I think that cherry... Cherry pie for some people it's too tart. It it's yeah. a it's a specific taste. Uh, I like cherry pie. As a matter of fact, my grandma would always make one until she started. I, I think having dementia, and she would then start making an apricot pie, which mm. those are those are nowhere near the same thing. They're they're not. And so you know, I I had a piece to to appease her or whatever, but she would make cherry pie for the longest time, and then you know somewhere in my late teens, early twenties, she started throwing changing the cherries to apricots and all right. you know anyways that one is definitely not going to be on the list ever but uh but anyways so cherry pie again cherry tart and it, i think it fits a lane i think it, it fits a lane and if you if you just don't like a tart fruit mm -hmm. then i mean you're probably not gonna like cherry pie i mean I, I like cherry pie i'll tell you i had a blackberry pie once yeah that completely made me think you know What's, what's cherry pie? Oh, right. Uh, but I do think cherry pie is good, but I don't think it's definitely as versatile because, like we talked about, apple pie. Yeah. You can have that with or without ice cream. Yeah. I'm not really putting ice cream on a cherry pie. I'll not, tell you I'm what. I'll put ice cream on, on, on a cherry pie. However, one of my favorite desserts is a cherry, like a cherry pineapple dump cake. Those are good. Yeah. So you got the you got the cherries and the pineapple, and then you got a yellow cake mix on top with just butter, and you bake it for... 30 minutes or something that is phenomenal the yellow cake mix is tastes amazing and of course you have like a crusted top with mm -hmm. kind of a with a moisture uh whatever underside of that batter yep and then you have the cherries and going with it to me that's one of the best things but you can also make that a strawberry dump cake mm -hmm. an apple peach it can be a peach cobbler type of uh uh, concoction so anyways but that sounds real similar to like uh on my side I th we pineapple upside down cake yeah it's kind of like that except uh it's not in a bunt pan it's, yeah no 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 a cherry uh cherry dump cakes in a in like a in a regular cake pan. Yes, as I'm saying, yes in a regular cake pan yeah. as opposed to the oh yeah yeah the okay. bunt cake for the upside down but yeah but uh but anyway so i think i i don't know i don't know how those are they're made okay. but uh but anyways it's just it's chopped mm -hmm. pineapples that go in the cherry with the cherries anyways so for me, I like a cherry pie. There are several people who yep. didn't, and I think it's very—it's a polarizing type of fruit, right? If yep. you can't eat cherries that aren't maraschino cherries or just regular cherries, if you can't eat those out of the out of the jar, you're probably not going to like cherry pie. That's fair. So uh, pecan pie was on was the next that was kind of a debated one, uh, which was surprising. To me. I love a pecan pie. God bless. I don't know what the—I mean, the whip was it whipped cream that was on the top of it? I'm I'm not mm. not big into the whipped cream aspect of it, but to me, pecan pie. I will go to Bucky's and I will buy five to six of those sugar roasted pecan packages, and yep. they're four bucks a piece. I will spend a twenty dollar bill on ro sugar roasted pecans, and that that's what that is. The underside, I think, is where people get a little uh, get a little leery. Like, what yep. is that stuff that's under the pecans, right? 
Well, I got to tell you. I mean, it's uh, kind of a syrupy thing. Yeah, I know. I've said it a few too many times, but, uh, you know, at our house, yeah. th- th- this family, uh, K-Row syrup. I know. Go ahead. Yeah, K-Row syrup. <laughs> I wait for you to push the button. Naughty, but, yeah. naughty. Um, it, there's a big difference, though. I, I've had homemade pecan pies before without K-Row. Yep. Uh, but with Carol's really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I even, uh, and then Tammy, you know, my cousin, she's, yep. I don't know if you're watching or not, Tammy, but shout out. Yep. Um, she only liked, I think it was, she only liked the inside. She didn't like the outside. That's generally the best place. I'm like. not, I, that's fair. But, uh, but yeah, so my grandmother would make if a pie I for her without the pecans on top. Price, it was just the jelly. Will you please put in pussy magnet? So here's the thing. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Uh, the other one was pumpkin pie, and to me, I'm out on a pumpkin pie. Well, was it any coincidence that whenever we have one of these discussions or we throw something out, yeah. I always anticipate that if your last name is Walker, yeah, you're going to probably disagree with whatever the Joes are going to say. Uh, well, I'm going to show you that uh, he didn't fully disagree with everything I said. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe just me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think both the Walker boys said like, like pumpkin was theirs. Yeah, pumpkin no, and listen, it, it kind of depends on how you grew up. If you were exposed to pumpkin pie when you were young, you probably like it. Yep. Uh, my youngest daughter likes pumpkin coffee or something, some pumpkin-flavored Pumpkin latte, spice? Pumpkin spice. And uh, and she's eight. I mean, she got exposed to that really early. I never tasted pumpkin pie until mm-hmm. later. Like, I was in my teens or something, mm-hmm. and I tasted it, and it was not good. And so, uh, had I maybe had I had it at a younger age, maybe so. Maybe I would have liked it. So Jackson, out of all you know, all, all three of my kids, yeah, Jackson likes pecan pie. Makes absolutely no sense. No, listen, Jackson is the smartest of your three kids, and I think you know that inherently. I mean, yes, like, he's yeah, he's probably the only one of the three that ever watched this. So yes, Jack, you are the smartest. Yeah. <laughs> However, if yeah. you are watching. Um, you can King turn it off castle, to do your schoolwork because uh, you're not exactly showing sexy high that you're the smartest right <laughs> now. Because your your sister's still smoking you with straight A's. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but in <sighs> regular, sibling rivalry in regular classes instead of honors classes. Right? Oh well, there's a difference. Honors classes are more challenging. Oh, I, you know, I completely agree. Yeah. With you. Okay. But it helps if you you know wake up do something. Yeah. yeah. It helps <laughs> if you actively engage. In Get the out class. of bed. Absolutely. Just like if you actively engage as a youngster with all four different pies. Yeah. It, listen, if you're a youngster and you eat all four pies and you are willing to try them all, you probably like all four of them. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you actively it give age. it a shot. Yes, you're right. You're right? right. Uh, so my daughter, Cameron, she won't eat fruit for whatever reason. I think it has to do with texture. Like, she just doesn't like the texture of it. That would, yeah, because when I got, uh, uh, one of the times I, I did, I brought, we had dinner. Mm-hmm. I got the fried pies. I thought, okay, yep. you, Girls have something sweet. She wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, Maddie not loves it. it. But Cameron, she's she's a she's very she's a lot like me. If if I don't like the texture, this is why I don't like corn, beans, stuff like that. Because I did not like the texture of them. I don't like the smell of them. And so she's a whole lot like man. She is she's basically me reincarnate, which is great. She actually lucked out between yeah. the two of us. <laughs> so, anyways, so that's pies, guys. I mean, I I say no pumpkin. I'm taking with me the apple, the cherry, and the pecan pie. 100% on the same page with you, brother. Good. No, no pumpkin. No pumpkin. That's what nice. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a pumpkin fan. Okay. You're not a pecan fan, though, either. Uh, well, But okay. you do that over over pumpkin pie. I Okay. I only like my grandmother's pecan pie, basically. Okay. okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. You know if there's I mean? one out there that you like, yeah. that works. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like it, but uh, I can eat the other two more generically. Okay, so, so the next one was uh, some Disney shows. Ah, uh, yes. This is the one that, I mean, we had some people that didn't exactly keep it clean. Yeah. On the uh Well, listen, neither does Disney if you look in the background. That's completely fair. Yeah. Uh, but those were fighting words for some people last night. Nubby, so we had uh, <laughs> we had Lion King uh-huh. going up against Aladdin, yeah. uh, Beauty and the Beast, and Little Mermaid. Yep. See, to me, uh, to me, Little Mermaid's got to go out of that list. I will say though, I'm not going to disagree. Okay. Um, but you can. Di- you are free to disagree. No, I, I'm. I'm it may end in your firing and your dismissal from the podcast, but and you are voluntary allowed, termination. I get it. You are allowed but, to disagree. Um, I don't. Um, I think the Mer- Little Mermaid though has maybe some more iconic moments. I think overall, it's the weakest of the three. But yep. I do think there's some iconic moments. I think it is the weakest of the three as well, uh, predominantly because of the, uh, to me, the villain aspect of it was quite a bit more, I don't know, quite a bit more unrelatable. Right. Um, now, yes, the villain in Aladdin turns into a gigantic King Cobra, okay? But, um, but outside of that, he really doesn't do anything to the people outside of i think what he freezes them for a little bit and then uh for me it's it's the live action ones okay now it's the live action ones because listen little mermaid is the one they haven't made yet they're made they're 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 in the midst of making it but of those four the other three were the easiest to make because they are the most relatable in my opinion uh of course with lion king you got to have voiceovers for the animals but I mean, okay. I was really surprised at how well that turned out too. The Lion King? Yes. I wasn't, man, because I think all the 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 Jungle Books that came out, they're not good. Like I think they're the Jungle horrible. Books uh deviated too much from the cartoon story, but uh but the CGI or C what is it? CGI? Yeah, yeah, CGI, I think yeah. Whatever. The animals and the voiceovers, they they came together really well in all of those. And so, I mean, I didn't think it was that I, I, I didn't think it was that difficult because now it's just you're putting a real looking lion to the picture. Right. I think though there are certain sentiments like the the things that you remember the most out of the movie. Like for um, uh, Jungle Book, it was the whole Mowgli and Blue. Yeah. And I thought they did a really great job with that. Yep. And so then I was like, okay, I'm in. Yep. And on. Okay. See, so Adam has talked about. Uh, uh, King Louis, that's his favorite part. Yeah. And uh, they completely demolished the whole, I want to be like you. Yeah, that was song. not good. I mean, it was Christopher Walken speaking yeah, the song, right. which, okay, Christopher Walken, iconic movie star yeah, or whatever I mean, you want to call it. probably didn't need more cowbell. No. So, well, that, okay. Anyways. Uh, I mean, Listen, my, my point is is that, though. yeah, they picked a great character or a great person to do yeah. it, but uh, it would have been way better had it been more of a song. Mm. To me, that was the that was one of the downfalls in Lion King. Yep. Was um, Scar's song. Yeah. Was not really a song. It was, no, it, it was a small version of it, and it was mostly talked through. So, I, I mean, and that that's a pretty iconic song in the original cartoon. I thought they got though the, um, I think they did a really good job with the voices, and you know the the biggest part of that movie really is um, when Mufasa dies. Yep, 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like chokes me up every time. I was like a little kid crying, like no, you know. Uh, but I think they really nailed that that moment of the movie. And yeah. so with Aladdin, though, uh, you know, you're talking about live action stuff. Yep. That to me has been the best. Yep, live I, action listen, so far. Guilty, guilty as charged. I have watched the live action Aladdin without my girls here. Guilty, guilty. You know, listen, I think Will Smith does a phenomenal job in it. Yep. Um, I think uh, both the Aladdin and Jasmine do a phenomenal job. They work together brilliantly. Yep. Uh, I did not like the Jafar. Nope. I did not like who they chose or how he did it. Now, who he cho- they could have chose the same person. He could have done it a little differently. It may have been better. Yep. I just didn't like the way he did it. Um, so outside of that, um, I mean, it was it was a fairly I mean, shot for shot remake as best they could to a to a uh, from a cartoon to a live action. They couldn't turn Jafar into a gigantic cobra. Uh, but but I'm saying like, I liked it so much yeah. that I didn't mind. The social agenda they did put in there, though. What was the social agenda? Uh, women's rights. Oh, that whole, okay. that whole, that, I mean, there's okay. a new song and that yeah, yeah. whole dynamic, so the whole of speechless her song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't have a problem with because that, um, a guilty, is yeah. guilty thing for me is uh, one of the movies we like with the kids that I may or may not have watched a couple of times without yeah. the kids is Lemonade Mouth. Oh, and yeah. so Jasmine. Oh yeah, is the girl from it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so. my biggest thing about uh, my biggest thing about social issues and Aladdin was one of the biggest social issues out there right now, the whole Black Lives Matter. And mm. they made Will Smith have a master as the genie. Oh, uh, Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And I'm sitting back thinking how poorly timed could this have been. But at the same rate, they couldn't have picked a much better actor who has who has comedic value right. like Will Smith to replace a Robin Williams and who was just a Robin Williams over and as voice. Right. Cause he did the, what's it called? The genie didn't look like Robin Williams in the cartoon. No, but it, but it was like one of those things to where you, you see him. Yeah. Oh, you, you definitely I mean? kind of see his face a little yeah, bit yeah, in yeah. It as he's talking. But my point is, is yep. that the whole time in the new one, Will Smith is is yeah. clearly Will Smith outside of the times when his skin color changes blue, right. which is like the cartoon. Uh, I thought it was crazy how uh, the timing of it, and that's all that was. And what a really great casting too, because I thought the the guy who played Aladdin, I was like, man, I really love the guy's performance. Yep. So I went back looking; he's been in some stuff, but nothing really notable. Yep. Unlike Jasmine. Yep. Well, so. and I wouldn't call a lot of the stuff what she's been in notable. Was she I don't think pink, Lemonade Mouth was notable. She was the Pink Power Ranger, though. She played Kimberly. I don't think Power Rangers is notable. I mean, in the cosplay uh, scene, yes, a, Power Rangers is one of the top dress-ups in cosplay. Speaking of. Just watch Taya Miller on, on Instagram. Speaking of, <laughs> I, know, I know in season four, we never got to do our Hey Dean replacement of What's Up Rock. Yeah, that's true. But a much more reasonable... Poorly timed. Poorly timed. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the passing father. of his father, yeah. yeah. But um, I didn't realize this until I started following him on social media. But Jason David Frank, a.k.a. Tommy, the Green Ranger, uh-huh. he actually lives here in Texas. Oh, yeah. So Okay. And he does a lot of like Fun stuff. facts with the Fun average fact. shows. You know, I'm saying, I think he's the next celebrity acquisition we go after. Okay. Uh, so I say, uh, the other thing was Beauty and the Beast to me was, was done... Probably the best of all three of the ones that I'm going to keep. I think Beauty and the Beast was done the best. The live action or the original? The live action was done the best. I think See, it was completely done 
the best from start to finish of trying to match the cartoon. I still haven't watched it. Really? Yeah. If, I, if you're I, looking at, if you're looking at, you've watched these cartoons because you were little when you first started watching these mm-hmm. these Disney cartoons, and then you go to the live action and you're comparing them. Beauty and the Beast was the one that was the easiest comparison from start to finish okay. because there was uh, there was a couple little ad- adapt- adaptations or changes in the songs uh, with uh, with the whole Gaston and mm-hmm. and everything and um, and some of the things at the beginning with with Belle but for the most part the the adaptation from cartoon to live action was seamless okay okay so they had to do a lot of changes in. Uh, in the Lion King because they couldn't quite show hyenas playing uh, drums. Yeah, right? that'd have been really hard. They couldn't show uh, uh, they couldn't show a couple a couple different things in there. But they also then they actually incorporated a little Beauty and the Beast in the Lion King. Um, they did the uh, they did the the introduction to dinner. Oh, that's right. Yeah, with Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, and so anyway, so. But the Lion King diverted a little bit. That was the second least diverted cartoon, yeah. and then uh, Aladdin was the third of those three. Of yeah. course, we haven't seen the Little Mermaid. However, we still are talking about the cartoon versions. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think uh, by probably my hesitation in watching it, and Grace, Grace has seen it. She liked it. Yeah. I think. Uh, well, I always think of I always think of Dodo or Joyce. Uh, because growing up, like these, like I think she took me to see all four of these. Yeah. Um, but uh, for me, Beauty and the Beast was just so incredibly iconic. Yeah. And I think it might have been partially just because of the songs for that one. Well, the songs are incredible. great. Well, listen, here's the other deal. I, Angela with, Lansbury. With three daughters, I, I now have a Disney playlist, right? And they love it, especially with how old they are. Oh, yeah, they're okay. still at a fun age. Right. Uh, my, well, my, se- <laughs> my 17-year-old, she likes it more whenever I start singing them crazy and real, real animated. Right. But outside of that, she, she could care less or she couldn't care less about listening to them. So anyways, uh, yeah, the songs are iconic. And honestly, the songs are what makes the movies, uh, enjoyable because they are cartoons, right? Outside of that, you're just watching fake drawings running around having some kind of voiceover anyways. But listen, the, the, the yes, the Little Mermaid had some moments that was really really good in my opinion. Um, the it was to me it got the whole you can't talk, you got to get him to kiss you without being able to talk. But then somehow the uh, the uh, what's it called the lobster gets up on a lily pad Dude, and starts that, singing. He kiss made the, the girl. He he made the whole thing and that the, the guy yeah Sebastian the was the best character in Little oh, Mermaid. Oh yeah, by I far. think he did stuff on Sesame Street too. Sebastian, that, yeah, the, the voiceover. Oh, oh guys. Yeah, so I was a huge fan of that. And for whatever reason, too, like, I really liked Flounder. I don't know why. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. But I, I, but I did. I remember the toys. But, uh, but no, I mean, like that one song, uh, I Want to Be Where All the People Are, whatever. Yep. That's, well, I don't want to hear the whole song, but, like, the first couple yep. of lines of that's pretty iconic. Yeah. But that's about it. Well, and there's a, I mean, there's a couple, those songs are okay in Little Mermaid as well. But my point is, is that it's just the least relatable. It's, and I think the, I think the reason why they haven't converted to live action is because it's going to be the most difficult to try to not completely deviate yeah. from the script. And, well, they're not going to want her, the main actress running around not talking the whole time. Well, that, and they're not going to. I mean, how are they going to really portray the uh, the uh, the imprisonment of all those mermaids by Ursula? 
and all that stuff. I don't know. I, if mean, I mean, I doubt they're going to want to spend as much money on that as like what they had to spend CGI wise on um, Aquaman. Like right. the only way I'm thinking maybe is yeah. they did a lot of great work with Aquaman. Yeah, maybe, and but, and that could be how they do it. And uh, but my point is is that it's just it's it's quite a bit more far fetched. And listen, I'm a, I'm a logical thinker. You are. So whenever things start to be a little bit like, okay, that's my that is literally my reaction when I'm watching the movie. Okay. And so that's kind of how I would that's kind of how I was more so with Little Mermaid than I was with the others. Now a a, a beast. Right, uh, a cursed beast in a castle. Okay, yeah, that's that's a little far fetched. Uh, the only thing about uh, Lion King that was far fetched in terms of reality is them talking, <laughs> talking animals, yeah. Right, and then a lion befriending uh, a, a what's it? What is he? A hog? A warthog? Yeah, and a, yeah, uh, yeah. Warthog and a uh, ferret. I don't know what he's called. What is what is Timon? He's a mongoose, maybe. So, what, who, um. Oh, this is driving me crazy now. Yeah. He's a meerkat. Meerkat. That's what it is. Yeah. And so, uh, but, but he befriended him when they were, when they were, when he was a pup, when he was yeah. a cub. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that is something that happens at a zoo, you know, whenever a, a, a cub has to, like a dog has yeah. to nurse a cub, right. then they become really close. You know, yeah. the, the lion doesn't eat the dog that just, that fed it. Right. Generally right. speaking. So anyways. <laughs> Uh, so that one wasn't far fetched because of the because of the just the the voiceovers, and then uh, Aladdin. The far fetched part of that was the sorcery, and the sorcery yep. and the genie and all that other stuff. But I did mean, you ever watch the? Go back who doesn't watch. want a genie that's going to grant them wishes? Exactly right. Um, did you ever see the live action thing they did on ABC for Little Mermaid? I think before mm-hmm. this is like at the end of the year, maybe last year before the you know, all this pandemic stuff. Right. They were. I think they were trying to do it to hype some of the casting and billing they did for the live action. Okay. So they did it almost like a like a musical Broadway plays type type thing. Right. But like John Stamos came and did a big number being. The I think chef. I heard about it, but I didn't watch it. But you know, I, I haven't yeah. had cable forever. Yeah. I just recently started bumming your YouTube TV, which doesn't it do, it, it buffers like crazy on my TV in here. I have to watch it through my uh, through my PlayStation because it's hardwired, right? And I don't always want to just no, sit I've, in my I bedroom think and watch TV. More people have switched over because we're having some of the same problems at the house. Yeah, and I'm like, in the well, same if I can hardwire it into a TV, like if I get a smart TV from my living room, if I can hardwire it in, it'd be just fine. Yeah, because it runs significantly faster. That's what happens in, on the PlayStation. Yeah, so. But anyway, so The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid got to go. Little Mermaid's got to go. Got to go. Okay, so dude, we're actually we're actually agreeing two out of three so far. I know. I think this will prob might be. I don't remember what we both said last night on the okay. threads, but this might be the one where we disagree. Okay, we'll find out. All right. So my name is Borat. I like you. <laughs> I like sex. It's nice. Okay, so. uh Four comedies that basically were in the the prime of mine and yours uh, personality development. Yes, right. They came out. Um, what Anchorman came out in the early two thousands. Dumb and Dumber came out in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hangover came out in the late two thousands. I think maybe yeah, roughly maybe the early twenty tens. Maybe well, I, don't I mean that's a, that's a hardcore maybe there. Well, it was towards the end though of the Office, right? It, yeah, it probably was because of uh, Andy Ed Helms. Yeah, yeah. So and then Superbad came out like in two thousand six or two thousand eight. Yeah. 
somewhere in there, maybe a little earlier. But uh, my point is, is that we were in our twenties or teens yep. when all these movies came out. When Dumb and Dumber came out, I think we were like thirteen. Maybe. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber or was maybe pretty a huge when we were kids. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber was was phenomenal. And listen, the reason. Okay, so here's the reason why makes me like movies and uh it makes me like comedy movies okay right. are they relatable or are, not are they relatable are they quotable Correct. are they quotable if you can quote or if you can like if you can take some of the lines in the movie and insert them into your regular daily conversation it's a movie that you like and that you're probably inclined to watch on a regular basis you know i was reminded of that here recently okay <clears throat> i was talking with somebody okay and uh, i i'd said the classic line you're killing me smalls to which ah. they replied do i want s'mores <laughs> nice okay. which i said yes of course of course so but yeah sandlot is a it's is a very quotable movie. movie i mean what were we doing when we were that age we were playing baseball. We were. And, I mean, we loved that movie growing up. We, that was one of the only movies we could watch at school because it was one of the only ones that was approved by the administration. Yep. It still is. But, which, it has more cuss words in it than I than I understood. Or I than I realized. everything has more cuss words than we remembered it. Absolutely. Like, for that certain age. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I started watching back and I was like, whoa, I, whoa. That's, I wasn't expecting that. So, anyways, I think Anchor... kids does to us. So, we got Anchorman, The Hangover... Dumb and Dumber and Superbad. Four, I think, iconic movies for for multiple different reasons. Absolutely. So we're gonna break them down, then yep. say who has to go, or are we just gonna go straight rip the bandaid off? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it was a tough decision for me between uh Superbad and the Hangover. Okay. And the reason is is because number one, Superbad had like a record setting number of F bombs. But at the same time, Every thought that was going through that movie, I had in high school. Every single thought. I mean, I was a I was a teenage boy, and that Fair. was a movie trying to depict the end of high school going into college of teenage boys. Yep. So I mean, it I, there was it was completely relatable, and there were so many parts that were very quotable. Now we don't have much many of the quotes. Because That's right. of how much language there was, and I, I pull, I made the decision, I made the executive not to get a bunch of the quotes. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we burned up all of our, uh, all of our graces. Yeah, on with the, that one season finale of season three. <laughs> well, that one, that one, and the end of our prank calls, our, our most recent. Oh, prank that's calls. right. Yeah, yeah, we let a few slip there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we, uh, we, yeah, we, Joe. Well, okay, you. Okay. I mean, I did, but also our our prank call guests for uh, Tater Thoughts. He, he let a few go. Boy, that escalated quickly. It really did. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Okay, so I think Anchorman is the most, of those four, is the most quotable movie. Oh, undoubtedly. The the commitment that Will Ferrell made yeah. in promoting it as Ron Burgundy, the fact that there's a Ron Burgundy podcast now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, but listen, all four of them, all four of the major actors committed to the roles that they played. Oh, they did. Uh, I think Steve Carell is the second best actor uh, in terms of committing to the role. I will tell you, though, Christina Applegate did an incredible job. She did. And, uh, you know, even Paul Rudd. Yeah. yeah. They're all great. And Listen, all the- Christina Applegate, 
Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? Here's the deal. <laughs> she she I'm she gonna, played the part really well. I'm gonna need that soundbite. Okay. <laughs> that's that's uh, that applies to way more than a, just that's Christina a new ringtone and yeah. text tone. That's exactly right. Okay. Oh my god, that's uh, made my life. But uh, but listen, it's it's one of the most quotable ones. I mean, there's just. Listen, whenever we get on the podcast, here's what we're thinking. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. I mean, people know me. Modestly speaking, uh, I have many leather-bound books. I don't know about that. And <laughs> my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> this is one of the funniest just I don't know. Listen, and I know Adam's going to disagree. Because uh, he doesn't like Will Ferrell, and listen, generally speaking, Will Ferrell is an over actor. He takes oh, yeah. he takes whatever he's doing and he makes it he makes it too much. Generally speaking, like in uh, in the interview, mm-hmm. or not the interview, not the inter- the internship with uh, it was basically a remake of Wedding Crashers with Owen yes. Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Oh yes, yes, okay. yeah. Right uh, he he. He has this huge like Sanskrit tattoo on his mm-hmm. neck and he's just and he's this business owner and he's trying to get Owen Wilson, his brother in law, or soon to be brother in law, uh, to work with him because he lost his job. Whatever. And he's just I mean, just the way that he is is just too much. Also in Wedding Crashers, when he's the forty year old guy yeah. who lives at home with his mom and he's telling mom to get this, get him some soup or whatever. And he's dressed in Dude. his red silk robe. He's doing the whole like, yeah. So many memes, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's the he's now crashing funerals instead of weddings. Yeah. Okay, listen, just but even old school. Listen, okay, so in my opinion, old school was the one where he overacted the least to be effective with what his character was. Okay, yeah, he, because I mean, but which. It, Listen, he is the was, he is the relatable character for me and you. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. The the thirty year old divorced guy that that is trying to relive the glory days. Trying to relive the glory yep. days. And so, uh, anyways, he he overacted the least in that movie, and that's what and to me that's what helped make that movie fantastic. I will go back and watch that all the time because how awesome would it be to somehow spontaneously spark your own fraternity? Even you and uh, even you and Terry had that idea. Back Sigma in the day. Omega Pi, man. That's right. So, just until the school pimping. So we just <laughs> stop. Okay, stop. Uh, Dude, stop. it was stop for the wop. All right, I'm so gonna, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to have a reunion episode. It's gonna be great. Don't act like um, you're not impressed. I can't tell you how many times I use that. Dude. Like I'll do something on the soccer field with the kids, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'll just, I'll just, I'll do something. I'll, I'll, I'll impress myself. And then I'll just don't say this. Like you're not I'll just say that, and they don't get it because they don't know the movie like I know the movie, and they don't right. realize it's from that. But that is that's where I get that. And so, of course, he's walking around with a with okay with a yeah. with an erection the whole time. But uh, which is, I mean, again, I part mean, of the overkill of the movie. Exactly. So they could have done something else to use that same to use that same uh, quote. Well, plus, I mean, before Lizzo, who else made the flute look like a cool thing? I don't know, but listen, when you're playing the flute... 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> I mean, that is some of the funniest stuff. Like, that doesn't make any sense. 
but it's it's just it's just funny. And, and the other thing about it too, so like how many times has a group of guys harmonized on afternoon delight? You just you just can't. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna happen. It is. And then listen, how many times whenever you see uh, listen, when you're single and you see somebody that's attractive, how many times do you I'll think? Say something. I want to put it out there. And if you like it, you can take it. If you don't, send it right back. I want to be on you. <laughs> like how many times? How many times uh, when you're single is that type of thought crossing your mind? Now, in this movie, they voice it, which is it. It, it just adds to the the quotability of it. It does. And what I think too, which um, I think is maybe possibly an overlooked part of the movie. Yeah. But the cameos, the number of cameos and some of the lines that were in the fight scene. Yeah. Well, and then they, between all the different, so then that's what, that's part of what drew back the second one is because they way overdid that. Oh yeah, they did. Which still, the people came on as cameos because they enjoyed the first one so much that they wanted to do. They want to be a part of it. Absolutely. And so, uh, but it's the same thing with with Adam Sandler as it is with Will Ferrell. Yep. There is a there is a group of actors that they all act really well together. They feed off each other. They have chemistry, and they make cameos in one another's movies because they're just like that little that little group with Adam Sandler. And listen, Adam Sandler has like the same five people in his movies yep. all the time. And then he started adding Chris Rock. Uh, David Spade, uh, Kevin James, Rob yeah. Schneider. He started adding those guys once he did. Uh, um, Rob might have been in almost all of them. Rob was in was in several. He was in Waterboy for sure, uh, uh, but it was a very quick cameo. But then he the started becoming a more of a main actor. Yeah, he was in Big Daddy. But see yeah. that those were the later ones. But even mm-hmm. in the uh, like in Happy Gilmore, uh, the caddy was is in almost every movie that he's done. I think yep. Billy Madison may be the only one, which is one of his first big ones. Billy Madison was one where it was Adam Sandler and some mainstream uh, comedians. Right, right. But I mean, they have he developed a group of guys that he just has great chemistry with. Well, same thing with Will Ferrell. You have Ben Stiller, you have uh, Vince Vaughn, you have Owen Wilson. That Owen Wilson, I don't think was in Anchorman, but he's been in a bunch with that Will Ferrell's been in. Right. Um, there's more that I can't. Uh, the guy. All of them though. Yeah, I mean Paul Rudd is is in several. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, Steve Carell, but you just have a, a group of guys who who did really really well together. Generally well, speaking, isn't it that, so? Like you have Adam Sandler's company's Happy Madison. Yeah, but most of Will Ferrell's movies are. I think it's Gary Sanchez. Maybe is the production company. Yep, it's like like three bullet holes in a cup of coffee or something. I think is a little picture. Something thing. like that. But, but um, my point is, is that if a, if a if a comedy is good then you can take the one-liners out of it and use them in everyday conversation. Oh, agreed. And there are so many in this movie. Like, I mean, just seriously, whenever there's an argument that you don't really know what's going on, like as a parent... I don't know what we're yelling about! How many times are your kids yelling at one another and that's your thought that goes through your head and maybe even what you actually express. And then, uh, just... Loud noises! I like that one too. My point is, is that it's it's extremely, it's extremely relatable. Now, there's other things where you just kind of want to throw in conversation. San Diego, which of course in German means a whale's vagina. I mean, 
I haven't used that one in a bit. But, but you just want to throw it in just because you're – I mean, it's just a, a, a time when you're feeling goofy and you just start saying something like that. And you know what? Even the uh, even the uh, the outtakes of that <laughs> one you are – goofy, that, that made my day. The outtakes of, of that scene right there are excellent. Absolutely but, excellent. And also, I mean, in this day and time with memes. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you the countless number of memes that come from Anchorman and yeah. how many that are used consistently. Right. And then I don't know how many are offensive. Well, hello. <laughs> Pointed to your boobies. <laughs> My point is, is that Anchorman is just full of quick one-liners that are funny, relatable, and reusable. Was that one that you were sending me the other day? Was that from part one or part two? Which one? The one where he's screaming at her, and he's like, I thought you were joking. I literally put it in my diary. Ha, ha, ha. So-and-so was funny today. She made a joke. Oh, I didn't send that to you. Yeah. I sent you the one from uh, from the other guys. Oh, okay. Somebody, Well, somebody sent me that Maybe one. Maybe don't take no shit, yeah. right? Yeah, that's another Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. I'm gonna, I need to go back and watch. Well, that one's, that one's pretty rough because <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's not a comedian. He, but he's, he's got he's, funnier. In he's got a little bit that he can contribute, but he's just a tough guy. I mean, so he he plays the tough guy in a funny role well, right? Well, I think though, his some of the best stuff he's done is Stacia. First, very okay, Stacia. I just caught this comment. By the way, how are you not saying the comments? Stacia, I'm not hates seeing comments. The live action Aladdin. She hates it. What? 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 Are, what are you on? I don't know. My, I'm Brian's. on the live feed here. I thought I was on Stacia hates the live action. Mm. Man, Stacia, the, the whole, my opinion, Stacia just went down a little bit. Well, I mean, okay. she already, like, completely gave up on her Texas roots. Well, she started, night. she started adding. With no more pecan pie. Well, she started, uh, she started liking or, or agreeing with everything Adam was saying. I don't know what that's all about. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's been going on for a while. So. That's, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, let's, let's not, I mean, if we're being, let's if we're not tell Molly that, okay? Well, right. no, I mean, hey, listen. I'm just kidding. Okay, so. Uh, the next one to me that's the most quotable is Dumb and Dumber. Okay, and the reason why it's the most quotable, in my opinion, is because it is how when you're being stupid, right? It's how you act when you are when you're when. Okay, listen, when I'm at the store or when I'm at Denny's singing Roxanne real loud next to Gandalf, our waiter. Listen, the whole mentality of of Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber is coming through my head. Okay, uh, it's just, it's just funny. No, I don't disagree with you there. I just, for whatever reason, if I had to pick from this list, right? Maybe you should wear these extra gloves. My hands are starting to get sweaty. You had an extra pair of gloves this whole time. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you, Lloyd. Um, I mean, that is, it's that great. is awesome. But if I'm playing, it's overacting over too. No, I agree. For whatever reason. Um, and it's interesting because the kids are now, they've been at that age where they're going back and they're like, find all of Ace Ventura's, yeah. the mask oh, yeah. and all of Jim Carrey's stuff. And for whatever reason, it's one of those things where it's like, I know I was obsessed and I loved it when sure. I was younger. Sure. Now I'm kind of over it. Like yeah. I don't, I don't enjoy it as much. So I think that's why ultimately as we go through these dumb and dumbers on my got to go there. I mean, listen, some of the, but just some of the things on it are awesome we got no food we got no jobs our pets heads are falling off that's I mean, a great one there's so many things that are just funny in it they just have like a natural a natural humor 
Well, yes, of I course, the parakeet, the dog car, uh, the most annoying noise ever. I beg your pardon? The that owls he made with the murderer guy. The iconic tuxedos. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was telling somebody earlier that I felt like uh, I had, the, went to, had a deep cleaning done today. And I felt like the equivalent of uh, when they got the pedicures. Oh, yeah. Because the Dremel in my mouth. For Absolutely. Like an hour. Um, let me ask you this. Was it the first you one or the second one where loser. he went to the house and he went to use the bathroom and, uh-huh. and the chocolate bar on the With heater? the laxative? Yeah. This is how that started. Hey, Harry, old buddy, old pal. That's how that starts. He, oh, yeah. he brings him down, or he brings him into the main room, and he gives him some coffee that he poured like the yes. entire bottle of laxative in because he found out that Harry didn't tell her about uh, well, Lloyd. Even on this show, as much as we've talked about bathroom humor, yeah, we'll, oh, we'll call yeah. that. Oh my gosh, um, that was my first. That was my first <laughs> subliminal introduction to Crohn's. Yeah, but that, you're constantly referencing that. Anytime there is a bathroom issue, uh-huh. you're referencing that movie. So Absolutely. I guess I'm actually making the case against my case that Dumb and Dumber is the one that has to go. I mean, that's all I'm talking about. Oh look, Frost. <laughs> oh look, Frost. <laughs> I mean, and then you have this guy who. Doesn't know how to put something down on the ground in order to get his newspaper. I got robbed by a sweet old lady on a motorized cart. I mean, and he asks a little old lady to to watch his stuff while he goes to get a dollar. Do you think it would have worked without Jeff Daniels? Check, please. No. <laughs> no, I don't. But but that's the other thing is you can't compare that. It's like, dude, it's the same thing as what you're talking about with comparing Dak to Andy Dalton right now in this mm-hmm. thing. You can't, you cannot say that somebody else would have been a better role in a movie that's like as iconic as Dumb and Dumber. You can't do it. Oh no, no I just meant like without him. Period. I'm not comparing to someone else, but I think like is, is Jim Carrey to me, I think to most people is the most iconic person from that movie. But right. I'm saying I think Jeff Daniels' contribution. Every made Michael it that Jordan way. has a Scottie Pippen. Exactly. Every single one does, and that's that's my point. Even in even in individual sports. Uh, you don't have uh, you don't have a Phil Mickelson without a Tiger Woods or vice versa. Like you don't if, well, if someone's not pushing you to be better, right. you you're not going to be as good as you can be. And so, and maybe that's a poor example, but uh, but Jeff Daniels played the supporting role phenomenally yep. well. And I mean, I mean, of course, and then you don't, but you don't have the movie without somebody else well, so, yeah i mean it's right. not it's not a buddy comedy without the buddies exactly so you can't i mean but and then that's the other thing is you can't take an actor from from you can't take adam sandler at that moment because that's about the time when uh jim carrey was in in living color or maybe around mm-hmm. and adam sandler was in saturday night live you can't take those two guys and put them in the in the same roles uh jim carrey as lloyd and then adam sandler as harry you can't put those in you can't do that and then say the movie's going to be better right? because there is zero ability to tell that, right? Even now, if they did it now, they'd be old dudes compared to when they <laughs> were. You know, they'd be 20-something years older, right? And so uh, it might be a good movie because they, they've learned how to act and, uh, and, and it'd be even funnier through the give and takes. But... Uh, you can't. You just can't compare that because the movie is what it is. It's been out for twenty years. It's 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 well, very. I think that's known. why the sequel worked much better than the prequel. Yeah, I think they tried on it, but it just wasn't going to work without this. Who needs the radio? Ready, Harry? <laughs> Mock. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Bird. Bird. Yeah. 
So there's just to me, it's just it's too, it's too funny. It's too funny, and it's situational. It's situational comedy in a movie. Yeah, is what it is in, in my opinion, and the buddy aspect of it. Um, you got the part where he's on the bike driving through the ass through uh, the mountains yep. in in Colorado. I gotta stop for going to the bathroom. Just go, man. Oh, that's really warm. You just you have so many little things. Uh, uh, what's her name? Slippy, slappy, slimmy, swimmy, swimmy. Swanson? Maybe it's on the briefcase. Samsonite. That was way off. Knew it started with an S, though. Like, it's just a lot of the things on there are just so funny. And this one is not, to me, this one is not uh, quotable from a standpoint of putting it in conversation. It's more from a standpoint of uh, when you want to have a good time and when you want to be goofy, when you want to... Iconic parts of a movie. Right. Um, so, you know how in uh, in Ace Ventura, whenever he he says, uh, take care now, bye-bye then, to his landlord and like slams the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been out and about and been just like, I just walk up to a complete stranger as they're walking away from me. Take care now, bye-bye then. I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I've heard you actually say that, I'd yeah. be a rich man. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just... And it's just funny to do, right? So well, it's not like it's conversational interjections from the one-liners. It's just fun to do those things oh, yeah. and see the reactions. Well, like the whole "let me show you something." Yeah, I mean that one. I don't think it's from. Was let me from tell me? you something. From yeah, Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah, Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just really hard not to when you're in that mindset use half of what he's done. Right. Right. Uh, so then you have the Hangover and you have Superbad. To me, they're they're on the same caliber of movie. They are a, uh, they are a very, very potentially true depiction of what it would be like to have a real conversation or a real series of events in that vein. I think they're both really great. I mean, they're kind of like at different ends of the spectrum, but ensemble casts. Yeah. Um, with Super Bad, my argument for a keep here would be, is that that really started that whole group's career. Yeah, that's true. Like that was some of the like that, that was, was one really of the big biggest uh, the biggest cornerstones of their career. And um, it really uh, I don't want to say set up a whole new genre, but it really just started that whole arc for a lot of what they did and going throughout all the different movies that the group of actors. See, I don't done. like it it's from really the standpoint the of it. It started the the movement of these significantly younger actors doing similar comedy. And now we have like 10, 12-year-olds doing acting, and they're using that language. But I love Jonah like, Hill. I didn't like that. I didn't like that that spin to it, you know, because that's pretty much, that was the start of that. Yeah. These kids look like they were 18 years old, and now kids who are 14, 15, 13, mm-hmm. whatever, how old they are, are supposed to be portraying, well, that's what they're saying. And now it's just a, it's just, it's just a domino effect in my opinion. Well, I mean, look at how, what they did with uh, Good Boys. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, that's my point. That's the one. That's the one that I'm thinking of. I mean, there's a lot of shock value, and it's super funny. But then you have to ask yourself the question: of Like, is it, how, should I really be laughing at this? And is it like you think 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 of yourself as a parent? If yeah. my kid was that age, could I? That's the negative about getting older. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not death. Yeah, just thinking about things well, from a I mean, mature standpoint. As a father of you know multiple future superstars. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, you would probably not be down with that. No, uh, I would not want them to be in something like that. Uh, but that's just me, okay? Yeah. But here's the other thing. It's like, okay, so The Hangover, uh, these guys that go to Vegas for a bachelor party, and they they get roofied. Yep. I guess accidentally. They uh, 
They can't, uh, yeah, because what's his name? Bought drugs and then yeah. put it in the Jaeger. And then they pass out, can't remember anything. Yeah. And then the uh, the toxicity report comes back that they had roofies in their system. And so, uh, so anyways, my point is, is that they're going through these series of events and, you know, they're basically blacked out drunk, but still awake. Right. right. And they're doing all these crazy things. And then they're having the realizations of, oh my goodness, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Right. And all, I mean, and they're having to come to terms with it. They're having to come to grips with all these things and deal with the consequences. Well, you're having, they're having real conversations. They're not, they're not holding or pulling any punches. It's real conversations there. And so my biggest thing about the hangover is, is I just, I laughed at a, a lot of it because it, I mean, a lot of it's, really funny thanks a lot bin laden and but but i'm not going to vegas and getting blacked out drunk i'm not going and drinking at all right that's fair and so the hangover i i, I have no idea what that's like i can imagine what it's like <laughs> uh, i had friends that got drunk in college and stuff and you know i was the one that took them home i was actually awarded the drunkest sober guy at the party oh boy through the fraternity and uh, but that was one of my criteria of getting into fraternity. I'm not well, we drinking lot, just to of, be there. We had a lot of fun last year when you were recreating that moment. Absolutely. And so, but my point is, is that uh, <laughs> that's true. That was a great. One. That was an epic night. So, uh, my point is, is that is I just I couldn't I couldn't get there in terms of man I've man I know exactly what they're what they're talking about. No, I I got an idea. And it, some of it was funny, you know, at the beginning when he's getting sized for his. Whoa, watch it, pervert! Getting very close to my shaft. <laughs> like that's that's really funny. I mean, and it's yeah. that I could relate to, right? Getting getting sized for a tuxedo or, or a suit or whatever. I I could relate to some tomfoolery. Yeah, and some trying to recreate some moments. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's not illegal. It's frowned upon. I think like the movie was just. I don't think it, I've seen one like it in a long time. Yeah. And plus, with with those actors, I mean, Ed Helms. I think he was played a really unique role in there because he wasn't quite. He was more of the straight lace guy. Yeah, he was more the, the guy trying to guy. keep things in line. Uh, and then, um, what's his face? Golly, a team. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. That yeah. was great seeing him in that. But yep. then Zach Galifianakis just listen. Zach Galifianakis made it. I oh mean, yeah, he did. I tend to think of myself. As but it launched the career back. of um, of what's his face, uh, Doug the the Bachelor. No, no, uh, the, the the Asian gentleman who's actually oh. a real doctor. Right, right, and right. Decided to go. Yeah, that was one of the big big out, uh, breakouts of his. And then of course career. Mike Tyson. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you go wrong when you incorporate Mike Tyson in a? In I thought a movie? it was cool that he was like in all of them. Yeah, uh, but switching back to, to Superbad for a second, I mean, we talked about Jonah Hill. We talked about Emma Stone in it. Um, the other dude that I forget his name, but he's in the, in the stuff. Face! In um, the but McLovin. Yeah. So I was doing, um, I was, I was one day at work. We were getting, I don't know. We were being demoed a software from a company. Uh huh. And if you ever get these software demos, you get to see the personality of the developers. Right. And the implementation team and the sales team, because they usually pick a vein. Uh huh. Um, and so. This particular organization, they were all in on Superbad. Ah, uh, yeah. So they went with McLovin, and they like took, they recreated that fake driver's license. Oh, yeah. They yes. used that as creating the employee. Yes. And they followed the whole thing, which I thought was incredible. It's they even solid. found the picture. Yeah. 
you know, from the movie. Yep. Uh, and they put it on there. Um, so I think you had a lot of iconic things there too, that are more relatable to the back end of us, but probably like the people that are a little bit younger than us. Yep. You know what I mean? The early thirties, yep. late twenties, probably much more relatable to them. Probably much more of like their quote unquote generation. Sure. And the scene that's, that's the other thing is that the language to me, I wasn't really using that language when I was graduating. Oh, well, I did a little bit, but I, was, but I, I mean, listen, it's gotten worse as I've gotten older just because stress is probably built up and I stopped giving them. Okay. So, but that's my point is that I just, that's the, that was the off putting part for me was there was so many parts where the language wasn't necessary. And sometimes I could see maybe where it was, but uh, when there when there was a high stress moment or something like that, but uh, sometimes they were just they were just dropping the f bomb just to drop the f bomb. And to me, that is a thing that is completely unnecessary in a lot of situations. I mean, how many times could me and you drop the f bomb right now? Well, but we and we choose a, not to. We choose not to. But I will say, if we're being a hundred and ten percent transparent here, okay, it is out of all words, probably in the English language. Uh, it is probably the most versatile word because it can be used Booyah! as a noun, a verb, a pronoun, an yeah. adjective. No, no question about that. Nickname. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, I mean, here's the thing: well, go big or go home. I say bull, weevil. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're, if you're gonna, gonna curse, try to be funny, you're gonna curse. Why not go for the the four letter word of all four letter words? Well, okay, and I agree with that in terms of you can use. Uh, you can use that word in so many different facil- or facets that it it can amplify the comedy in which you're trying to to achieve. But uh, but at the same point in time, to me, it's it's better. Like a oh, I can't think of his name. Um, man, I can't think of his name. But but guys who don't who don't use any profanity, but they come across equally as funny as someone who does. Right. So Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart doesn't always drop the f bomb, but whenever he does, it's generally to amplify his yeah, it's, his it's comedic value. Pretty funny. Uh, but see, like uh, Bob Saget used to just drop it all the time. And I don't know oh, if he still does. Yeah, that's what made him. That apparently I didn't realize this either. Yeah. But that's what made so many people just completely mind blown about his character for in full house. house because yeah. It was the exact polar opposite. It was the exact opposite. And to me it was over. It was, it was too much. Like there's a point where it's, yeah. where it's funny and then where it just becomes overkill and, and hard to take. And like Andrew Dice Clay. Right. So, uh, but my point is, is that that's the part that puts those two movies in a, in a bubble for me that it's it's got to be one of those two because listen i of the four movies dumb and dumber is probably the only one that i could if my girls were in i would have to like mute or send them out for the least amount of scenes Mm. because it's it's two idiots it's it's not too uh i mean and that, but that's that's the whole thing with this podcast is we don't want you to have to turn it off just because just because your kids are in the car exactly so so I tell you I I think I'm going to change my opinion here that's my lens though yeah you no know what I'm I saying? get you I think I'm going to go with Hangover then because as fun as Hangover is if we're if we're if we're really leaning towards quotability yeah memes and just use 
as pop culture references. Yep. That probably is the least because I really think Super Bad edges them out. I do too. And uh but that's my point. I think the hangover of that list, I would watch Super Bad, Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. and Anchorman more than I would Hangover. Yep. But but there, I mean to me I think Hangover took a dive when they started making three movies. When they started making a sequel and a, yeah. and a trilogy. I mean, everybody wants to get the money. Absolutely, and that's all that that's predominantly what that is. It was such a huge success, they wanted to ride the wave of, of the success of number but one. Now that you think about it, though, I think during that period of time, I mean they tried to do the wedding crashers one and two. Did they do a second wedding crashers? Or was no. it just what you said? They the did Google the wedding one. crashers and then and then but later on they did the interview. Uh, uh the internship. Yep. I keep calling it the interview. Uh but that was significantly later on. But my point is it was just like a reboot of Wedding Crashers, except in the uh, setting of two middle-aged men who lost their jobs and don't have technology s- skills at all because their generation didn't have anything tech. Well, that was and like half of Vince Vaughn's tech. movies, the one he did with Kevin James. Um, I forgot what that one was called. But Vince Vaughn had... did a movie with Kevin James? Oh, yeah. They were trying to start their own... They were trying. Was it a, that wasn't Hall Pass? I don't think that was Hall Pass. Hmm. I'll I'll, th- I'll think about it later. That was a Jason Sudeikis Owen Wilson thing. Yes, you're right on yeah. that one. That was Hall Pass. So this was a different one, but it had both of them in it. They were running. They were. I think it was set in Chicago. Well, most events is are set in Chicago. I think it's from Chicago, but um, they were doing something with making like exhaust or mufflers or something for a car thing. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, there's that one, and then Vince Vaughn. The only one, the only Vince Vaughn that I know about in Chicago, that's set in Chicago, is uh, the breakup with Jennifer Aniston, and yeah, his, he and his two brothers uh, have a touring tour guide company for Chicago. Yeah, and then also the the Fred Claus. Yep. Well, yeah. I didn't know that was set in Chicago. I also, I don't know if I've watched that all the way through. Oh, that's a great one though. But my point is, is that. My biggest point with with choosing a movie, it's a comedy, is right. can you take can you take one liners or quotes out of that movie yeah. and and use them or also relate to them in some capacity? So, uh, my brother used to quote uh, Ace Ventura all the time and Dumb and Dumber. He got he was a huge Jim Carrey fan back in the nineties, and uh, he'd sit down and he'd memorize a lot of the the little uh, real fast scenes where he's talking yeah, real fast swear. yeah and so uh he'd sit down and he'd stop them rewind them watch them memorize them and then he'd like perform them for everybody but well, we were really bad me and you i remember like when we were going uh uh golly uh austin powers yeah oh yeah austin powers was was something that that i quoted a bunch yeah and I just, I enjoyed, but see, I also, growing up, I enjoyed the stupid, carefree yep. uh, aspect of comedies. Uh, once they got, once they started kind of getting a little bit serious, and that may be where, why Superbad and, and The Hangover started to, uh, start, was on my list, because The Anchorman is complete dramatization of, of something stupid and goofy. Yeah. Uh, so is Dumb and Dumber. The Hangover, that's like, that looks like a real situation. The uh, super bad looks like yeah. a potentially real type yeah, like, of situation. Yeah, Anchorman super satirical. Yeah, like most of his right, absolutely uh, ones that he he takes over like that. Yep. Yeah. So, and that's that's kind of my deal. Whenever I'm watching a comedy, I I want to I want it to be goofy. I want it to be not something that I'm looking at. Like, oh my gosh, somebody's going to see this and maybe try to do it, you know, or whatever. Right, right. 
So, anyways, uh, but I I enjoy I enjoy comedy as much, if not more, than the next person because listen, comedy's comedy's basically it, it's it's where the mind goes to tickle itself. I've not heard that before. Really? Yeah. Is that from? That's what she that said. A, a Joe Boo original. Okay, so the person that Michael Scott in The Office portrays yeah. Yeah. from the British Office. Uh huh. He came to Dunder Mifflin. Right. Asked Michael Scott if there was any job openings after he said, comedy is where the mind goes to tickle itself. Oh, I didn't remember That's that what part. she said. And they met in the hallway, and, and Michael Scott, like, hugged him because he, like, okay. he thought it was the best thing he's ever encountered. This is why I lost office trivia. That's probably true. That's yeah. probably true. Speaking of, we do need to come up with another, uh, another challenge. Uh, or another game that has a, a, a little bit of a wager on the We do. It. So I'm just saying, putting that out there in the universe. You know, and what else, you know, also would be fun? What's that? Um, is if uh-huh. we, we, we kind of teamed up. Yeah. Like if each of us had a partner. Uh huh. And then we could kind of compete. Interesting. Partner, uh, partners versus partners. Right. And uh, have a little fun. I'll tell you what, week eight is coming up. And I think the old Adam Walker of Highly Unapologetic is going to be coming down uh, early November. I'm thinking that uh, that there is a new bracket going to be uh, yep. going to have to be filled out while he's down here. I think so. And then uh, the super fan himself, yep. trying to hold on to that badge of glory. Oh, yes. Uh, he's wanting to he's wanting to talk some football. Okay. Okay. Uh, at some point, maybe we'll have a couple of football talks in, in the yep, next yep. few episodes. But uh, I think the other thing, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out yeah. because it's a couple weeks away now. Yeah. Uh, one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We we're going to have to definitely talk of some election talk next week. Oh yeah. Um, two. I mean, I don't know if you're ready for this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Average Joe's Media. Uh huh. It's our birthday. Oh yes. November 23rd. Yep, yep. And then uh, Thanksgiving, dude. I mean, Thanksgiving special. Yep. We got we to have that going on. Well, so I'm maybe. excited. Yeah. I don't know if we can. I know that I have a football game on the week of Thanksgiving. Ooh. And it may be Thanksgiving evening. It may be Friday. Okay. So, yeah. uh, which thanks- I'm not super excited about. Because they delayed football mm. for like six weeks or more. Mm-hmm. And then we had a COVID scare or whatever. They delayed it for another two weeks. They're now pushing football season into soccer season. Well, even if we do, I mean, I liked last year when we did, we did the Thanksgiving Day special. Yeah, uh, but I'm also fine with the day after Thanksgiving because that was the very first episode we ever did. So I don't care. Right. We're gonna do something Thanksgiving week. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The only I think you holiday one we have to do it really is Christmas Eve. Yeah, because that's that's fair. Now that's that's probably fair. How do you how do you wipe your anus? Yep, yep, yep. But hey, speaking of though, make sure that everybody that's listening to this knows how you wipe your nose. Yes, I mean if you have not, if you haven't listened to that episode, you need for to any any new watchers, yeah, any new listeners, you don't have to go back. No, no, no. But please, it's kind of funny though. Please go it's back horrifying. and check really it out. Uh, so just some little updates. Uh, our all-time downloads right now is nine thousand five hundred and fifty-four. Ooh. We are we Good are about 10. 450, 446 away from uh, Fogo to Chow. I think. I think. I mean, ten thousand. That's gonna. We have get to, to ten thousand downloads. We we got to go to Fogo. And it's not even been like sixty days since we hit eight thousand. Yeah, it, it not at all. All right. Yeah, like in the last ninety days, there's been two thousand and one hundred forty nine downloads. So I'll tell you what, though. I mean, we might have a lot of Fogo coming. We might. 
We might. Uh, also, uh, our our all time downloaded uh, episode is Dad Jokes eight hundred and forty one list downloads. Down. I mean, that's crazy. That jumped up. Maybe maybe it was quarantine that jumped that thing Could up. Been quarantine, but, but I don't care. I, don't I do not care. So, anyways, um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the podcast. Yep. Things you think you don't care about by Average Joe's Media. Uh, you know, we like to have a little bit of fun, and sometimes you just got to discuss things you think you don't care about. Like, if there was four movies, which one would you have to get rid of? Exactly. You don't really think you care about it until you start talking about it. Tell you what, if you got a bunch which of pies. Which type of pie? Yeah, which pie are you not eating versus yeah. which are the three you might Which might Disney taste? movie are you trashing compared yeah. to the others? I mean, are you putting on the shelf and taking the other three on vacation with yeah. you? Which VHS are you donating? That's right. That's right. Giving to somebody else to enjoy. Exactly. So, uh, but we're... We're celebrating, uh, moving to 200 episodes. We're getting it. We're, we're on, on that train, and uh, we just got our. You know, we just over 100 about what eight weeks ago or something yep, like yep. that. And uh, man, we're just we're we're loving life right now. And uh, we got some situations going on where you know, family, kids, everything's just kind of feeling pretty good. Uh, things are getting back in the swing with work and everything. Yeah, and, life uh, is uh, life's looking pretty good. Life man. is life is looking up. So. Uh, Check us out. We're on all kinds of social media. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Podcast Stitcher, TuneIn, yep. uh, YouTube, Google Play, iHeartRadio. I probably said iHeartRadio twice. Anyways, my but point I mean, is we're on a lot heart of stuff. Radio. Yeah. That's, I do HeartRadio. That's yep. fair. Uh, uh, you guys, hey, until next time, I am the average Joe Boo. I'm the average Joe. Telling you to keep it clean. Joe's are in their studio over in Garland, Texas. Things you think you don't care about is back for season five with brand new guests and fun segments for your entertainment. You're gonna have a real good time. With the average Joe.